You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome everyone to this very special episode of the Oz Network, coming to you today on a very special day for all third watch fans. Today is the 20th anniversary, 20 years since Third Watch premiered on our TV screens. The 23rd of September 1999 is that date when the show aired its first ever episode on NBC, and uh, six seasons later, it ended. But we're here to celebrate the legacy, the life, and everything else in between of that little show that was called Third Watch, and we're going to do that with a very exciting episode for you today, featuring six cast members and the co-creator of this show. We have on the line, in just a few moments, Ed Allen Bonero the guy who helped pen this show with John Wells. And also on the line, we will have Kobe Bell, Skip Sardis, Anthony Ivavar, Michael Beach, Yvonne jung Ivavar, as well as the last-minute edition of Bill Walsh. And uh, sadly, of course, we're also meant to have Jason Wiles, Amy Carlson, and Guy Norman B scheduled to be on this one. But unfortunately, they did have to pull out of this episode. But we are very much hopeful that we can get them all back on the show at some point in the not-too-distant future. And hopefully very soon, particularly uh, with Jason and Amy as well making uh, another appearance for herself. And Jason making his very first appearance on the show. So, uh, unfortunately, while they're not on this episode, they hopefully will be coming on in the uh, coming weeks. So, uh, stay tuned for that but right now i'm not even going to bother talking anything more about this episode because you don't want to hear my voice well you want to hear my voice but you want to hear my voice introducing all the people that i just mentioned this is such a great chat and i think that any single fan of third watch out there is going to get a lot out of this one they're going to get a kick they're going to have a lot of fun bring back some great memories and really showcase why this show is so amazing and so awesome. So without further ado, here is our exclusive Third Watch 20-year reunion episode here on the Oz Network. 20 years ago on this very day, Third Watch premiered on NBC, introducing us to the men and women of the 55th Precinct in New York and following the lives of the police, the paramedics and the firefighters who served it. And across 132 episodes and six seasons, we watched out how all this played out. And today on the Oz Network, we're super excited to be able to bring together some of the cast and crew that made that show so special to talk about everything that happened, some other things you don't know that happened and everything else randomly that we can talk about on this third watch reunion special i do have let's start with perhaps the the big gun the guy who helped pen this show uh he appeared on this show about a month or two ago and we got him back on here because we liked him so much mr ed allen bonero ed first of all welcome back to the oz network it's a pleasure to have you here Thanks, Ben. Thank you. It's always good to see, to talk to you. And also on the line, we have a couple of members. I think for the very first time, we're actually covering the uh, the police on this show. We had uh, Manny Perez on quite a year or so ago, but I don't think we've ever talked to any of the other ones. So for the very first time, the members of uh, Five Five Charlie, let's first of all speak to the man who played John Sully Sullivan on 124 episodes. I do, of course, speak of Mr. Skip Sutter. Skip, welcome to the Oz Network. Thank you, Ben. So glad to be here. Love seeing these faces, man. <laughs> and his partner in crime uh, in the other seat there. Uh, starting the most episodes of Third Watch, 127 to be precise. I uh, played the character of Ty Tyrone Davis Jr., Mr. Kobe Bell. Kobe, welcome to the program. 
I was in the most episodes of Third Watch. Yes, we tallied them up. <laughs> Look at that. Wait, Congratulations. I can't believe that. <laughs> How did we let people know. have episodes off? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know that. Hey, no, know. thanks for having me, Ben. I'm, I'm really happy to be here, man. <laughs> and also, ben, uh, just a second. It, it depends on what you mean by in the episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because there were some episodes Kobe's body was in. Yeah. But just yeah. Kobe floating wasn't technically in the... Floating so, in the background okay. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Also on the line, we have uh, covering off uh, across the street, uh, the firehouse, uh, playing the role of Carlos Nieto across 123 episodes on the show, Mr. Anthony Reivivar. Anthony, welcome to the Oz Network. What's up, Ben? How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. I am sitting here speaking to seven of my favorite people that I've grown up watching, so uh, I'm very, very excited to be here today. So, uh, yes, very exciting. And uh, also on the line, too, sitting opposite you in that uh, ambulance for five of the seasons there in uh, Adam 553, played the role of Monty Doc Parker in 97 episodes. It's Mr. Michael Beach. Michael, welcome to the Oz Network. Uh, thank you. 97? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm loving these stats yeah, that I'm giving you guys. It's almost like you nearly made the century, but not quite. Um, for the very first time, too, we're going to cover off the uh, the firefighter side of things in 57 episodes. He basically played himself. It's Bill Walsh. Bill, welcome to the Oz Network. <laughs> Hey, thank you, Ben. Thanks for having me. And thank you, Michael Beach, for keep calling me Bill Walsh every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Also on the line two, uh, she played Holly Levine for 31 episodes. She also played a random ADA in one episode. She got to hang out with Vi- Viola Davis, so that was pretty fun. Uh, Yvonne Jung, Reavers on the line. Yvonne, welcome back to the Oz Network. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I got I to gotta work with Viola. That was pretty fun. Viola was on Third Watch? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good show, Beach. When was Viola? Yeah, man, that was all my doing. It was all my doing, Beach. <laughs> what, was, what did she play? You know, it's so funny. Over the years, I find out how many people have been on the show that I didn't know that you know are you know doing pretty well right now. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Think about that. three Future <laughs> Academy Award three, winners. Right? I think went on to uh, to win Oscars. Um, you also had Chadwick Boseman on there as well. So, uh, you know, I think it was his first yep. TV gig. So, plenty of Peter people. Dinklage. Yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Maybe I should have yeah, been a Peter guest Dinklage, star. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, Peter Dinklage was on the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage, right? What did he do? Really? Carrie Washington when she was really young, too. She was like 16. Wow. What did he do? I love how we're learning yeah, and, uh, so much the girl, today. The, it's great. The girl from Glee. The girl from Glee when she was a little kid. Yeah, Lee Michelle. Yep. Holy Crazy. cow. Yeah, plenty of people. Jean-Claude. Wow. <laughs> Arnold like Schwarzenegger. Well, what's, that guy, what's the guy from uh, Game of Thrones did a sort of behind-the-scene kind of tour thingy? What was his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Moma, uh, Moma. Aquaman. He, oh, he was on Oh, no, Jason. Yeah, yeah. No, he did like some kind of behind-the-scenes like thing. For entertainment yeah. or something. Yeah. For entertainment tonight, he did a behind the scenes. Yeah. So is that how Michael got a go- uh, gig on Aquaman? Then that's basically just the, through that connection. That's how that worked. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> they exactly. went back 20 years and said, hey, let's do it. <laughs> it all paid off. It all paid I off. Think I, think, uh, I think the amazing thing that's coming across right now is just how close we all were. Um, <laughs> and, and how close you all paid attention to the show. About uh, the series. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, the, the... Beast was on Third Watch. Uh, how many? <laughs> Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Don't know who that talked about. Elizabeth Bates played Costco's girlfriend in the, the first couple of episodes. Oh my God. Who? Elizabeth Banks. She was a, she was a um, stick, the commander's daughter. Oh my Whoa. God! Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth wow! Banks. Yeah, jeez. Oh, oh, Denzel, Denzel Washington was the cameraman. Little known fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he broke hey, in. Remember when Meryl Streep did that episode? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she was. was yeah, she was the dolly grip. It was cut last minute. I thought she was. What about Helen Mirren? She was all wrapped from head to toe Helen in gauze. Helen Mirren was on the show. Oh, Helen Mirren was in two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. So, guys, I actually twenty had years that. ago, as I said, it premiered on this oh, very up, day. Man. Like. Listen crazy to think that it's been 20 years and i'd like to open this up to the bottom. actually we'll start with you ed because obviously you you helped pen this show gave all these guys some uh you know some jobs for the six years that followed do you remember what the the nerves or the, the feeling was on that very first night that you know you switch on nbc and here is this show that you've you've put all this hard work in and it's finally premiering do you, do you remember exactly what you were doing on the night it premiered um that's I, I think we had like people over. I'm not totally sure, but it's it's so long ago now. I know that I was I, I wasn't nervous because we had seen them. by the time these things come on the air, you've seen them so many times that that I just really wanted to wait for it to end and see if people watched it. That's what I was mostly concerned with that that getting the numbers the next morning. That seeing it on the air is something that that um I, I, by the time you, you watch it, you've seen it 35 times. So I knew the episode was good. I just hope people liked it did anyone else remember what they were doing did anyone sort of have like a get-together the cast anyone sort of come over and sort did, of watch did, it didn't we, didn't we have an all we, scre- we yeah, all screened we it together, together right at the firehouse no the yeah. firehouse yeah, yeah we screened it together yeah 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 we did we did and all yeah. very much happy i, I can imagine firehouse. watching it all come out <laughs> i was at I the just... gym i think <laughs> <laughs> Just working out. Probably not just, alone. My mind was blown from day one. It was it was uh, mind blowingly cool from day one. That's what I remember. Yeah, I second like that. Yeah. Skip, you were on Broadway, right? At that time. I was on. We shot the pilot, but but by the time we premiered, um, I I was doing a play on Broadway during the entire time five weeks we were shooting the pilot. But then by the time we premiered in September, I was just doing the show. Thank God. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, I, I, I remember watching like, the what, pilot. Wasn't that like a classic? What was I, it? Was Iceman Cut? Iceman. I was doing some play uh, with uh, some people. Yeah, <laughs> I was a uh, a big time. I was with an Iceman Cut with Kevin Spacey, and uh, oh, oh, oh. very challenging. <laughs> I remember I wouldn't. I would never go back to my dressing room between scenes because I was afraid I'd fall asleep. I sat in a chair next to the stage manager because we were shooting all night every night. You know, they would pick me up after the play and take me out to Queens and we'd shoot all night. So I was terrified of missing an entrance on Broadway. So I'd sit in the chair right next to the stage manager and uh, get sent on stage. Wow. Jeez. I remember doing the subway. 
Remember the subway yeah, yeah. scene skip? And then the you would get right out, you you'd take off your uniform and you get right on the subway to go to, to Broadway. Yeah, the wardrobe girl stood around me with a sheet on the subway platform and I changed out of my uniform into my clothes. We had been shooting a scene in a subway um, car on this side of the platform and I literally changed clothes and then stepped into a subway car headed into New York on the other side of the platform and went into town to do the play. Wow. Tony Danza was very, very jealous. Tony Danza was in the play with me and he was very jealous that I was in the play and shooting a TV pilot at the same time. He, he was way <laughs> jealous. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm just glad she would put the cheat. Anthony, Anthony, you were hanging out with Matt Perry when you got the pilot, and he was jealous too. <laughs> yeah, Matt Perry. So here's, I'm, on, I'm on a, okay, first of all, I'm on a Frisbee golf course with Matt Perry when they get the news that you call that working out? a million dollars an episode. <laughs> what? You call that working out frisbee golf? <laughs> yeah, LA working out, LA working out frisbee golf. So I'm on a frisbee golf course with Matt Perry when he gets the word that you know they all banded together and they get a million dollars an episode, right? Then later that night we're all out. I get the news that I get I, I got third watch, um, and he's like hammered. I'm like, man, I'm so jealous of you. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? He's like, you get to work with John Wells and Ed Benero on like a real show. I'm just a yeah. clown. I'm just a clown. I'm like, you're getting a million dollars an episode. But he was jealous. He was super jealous. Wow. Super oh, jealous. Right. He might have been on pain meds. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Halfway through French, all the things yeah, he forgets, right? Good shit, man. That oxy is just that oxy's fantastic. And Anthony, how do you end up playing disc golf with Matthew Perry? How does that even begin to happen? <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're you know friends of friends. Like just, I, I, we're we're we know each other. That's all. Hang out in we high circles, that. just hanging out with these A-listers. Okay, we understand that. Fair enough. That that works. Yvonne actually ruined. Yvonne actually ruined his, he recently bought like that, like it was like within that week or something, like uh, we're at a party together and he bought this, like, this, I don't know, extravagant shirt at, at, at uh, some store and Yvonne spilled a whole bunch of wine on it. He was super (laughs) upset about it. Remember that baby? I do. Wow. I do remember that. (laughs) Anyway. That's hilarious. Everyone's celebrating the 25th anniversary of Friends and we're finding out these extra stories and I'm sure they're not telling it on these other reunions and everything like that. Um, Bill, you obviously, yeah, you know, being in, in the FDMY and kind of, you know, joining the show, I guess a little bit later in terms of being more of a regular, but, I mean, were you, what point in that first season were you brought in, kind of, were you a consultant and kind of how was that sort of all come about? Now, episode six was my first episode, and basically this is was it still is all very foreign to me. Uh, the first time the episode aired, I was praying that the guys in the firehouse, nobody in any firehouse in New York City watched it, <laughs> because I knew my career as a real fireman was going to be very difficult after that. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I went on I, I'm, I'm an actor that never knew he was an actor. I went on one audition. Wow. 
I went on one audition and I and I got the job and and thank you Ed. I worked for uh, so many episodes and thank you Michael for reminding me that my name was Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'm just I, I came from a different world. Because you originally weren't you didn't play yourself early on, did you? You were given another name, it wasn't it? Into second season that you were finally referred to as Walsh. When when Kim Raver, uh, my first time on camera. I was on camera with Kim Raver, and she kept asking me, uh, who's missing, Jeff, Jimmy? And I was like, I know Jimmy's missing, but I don't know this guy, Jeff. I don't know who he is, but he must be missing, too. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find him. Don't worry about it. Right. And then I realized uh, she was talking about me. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it was quite a change for me, definitely a, a big change. Wow. I love it. Stick around with you for a little bit I'll longer. Just say, after I, that. Talk, <laughs> I I talked to I talked to um, Chris Tulak, you know, at least a half a dozen times a year. The only person from Third Watch he ever asks about is Billy Walsh. He's oh, like, thank you talk you. Walsh, is he okay? Yeah, Billy yeah. Walsh, okay? Billy I'm Walsh still, still okay. alive? Is Billy yeah. Walsh okay? I'm like, yeah, Bill Walsh That's is cool. Kill. <laughs> yeah, he loved Billy Walsh. Fantastic. We fantastic. all do. Kobe, um, for yourself, I mean, obviously this was such a big breakthrough for you as well. And as I said before, you ended up appearing in, in the most uh, episodes. I mean, crazy to think that you kind of went from this break to all of a sudden being in, in 127 episodes. Could you imagine from that day one that there you would have been uh, six seasons later? No, man. I mean, the whole... Um the whole experience for me, the whole third watch experience. I mean, I was, I was so young, you know, just kind of just out of college when I got the job. So, um, it was, I, you know, I, I've, you know, at, at this point, you know, you, you get to a point in your, in your career where, uh, you're kind of jaded and you kind of know how the sausage is made. But back then it was all so magical and real seeming to me, you know? So I really felt like we were living it. We were, we were living that show while we were doing it. And I know in the Knights of Camelot special on the season one DVD, you mentioned how you had several young cops actually coming up to you and saying that you were the reason they became a police officer. I mean, that in itself must just be an absolute honor to to have real life NYPD people or cops just coming up and saying that you were the reason they got into that job. Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you know, to have the opportunity to represent them on television and, you know, is it, it, definitely an honor, and I hope you know. I hope we all did them proud. And the relationship that you had with Skip, uh, you know, I, I, I want to find more out about your kind of little antics offset with your characters that you play. We'll talk about that soon. But um, <laughs> it, it, do you have? I, I know in that same documentary, it's mentioned that Skip made fun of your feet the very first moment he met you. But I mean, kind of, what was your your first take of of meeting Skip for the first time, reading lines with him, and kind of realizing that he's going to be your on screen partner for all these seasons? Yeah, I remember Skip. Were you the last one hired? Yes. Oh yeah, the very yeah. last one. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we had the auditions. Yeah. Yeah, and we, yeah, we we had the auditions in the four in the four seasons, I think. Yeah. And um, I just remember him walking in. He had these. He was wearing shorts. He had these like crazy, like shiny red basketball shoes on. Um, he just he just walked in like he didn't you know he like basketball he didn't give a shit. That I had been given by Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey gave everybody basketball Oakley basketball shoes for the opening of Iceman Cometh. That's why I was wearing those shoes. Wow. Well, it, it, the, <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah he walked in. He just owned the room in such a way where I was like, dude, this guy's got it. 
this guy's got it. And we and we immediately just began kind of messing around and, and you know and, and our, our little our little world of inside jokes began right then, immediately. And it, it's and it's going on to this to this day. It's to this very day it's still going. Wow. Wow. I think the first thing has been said, I looked at his feet. Kobe has where's what size seventeen, Kobe? A six, sixteen wide. Sixteen wide. And I saw his feet. <laughs> And the first thing I said was, how did you get those things on the elevator to get up here? <laughs> Which was written into an episode, of course. You kind of had that written into an episode later on when you, uh, I guess, stepped in dead guy and you had to go buy yourself some uh, shoes later on. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about wow. that. Hey, Skip, Skipper, didn't you come in for Fred first? Yeah. No, the first thing I read before was uh, the captain's was Stick. Oh, that's right. That's right. And after you yeah. left, it was like, hey, what about him for Sully? Yeah. Well, first, you guys were considering me for um, the paramedic who got shot in the pilot. Oh, my, yeah, Mike Raspoli. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Wow. Yeah. Jerry. That's what they told me anyway. And then John had me back in the next day to read for Sully. And I thought it was total BS. I mean, I thought I was being jerked around because the word on the street was <laughs> – that you guys were out to uh, uh, Ray Liotta to play Sully. And, you know, I had been used to get big actors off the fence before. So I was loose because I was convinced, you know, they weren't really going to hire me to do this part that was just way beyond, you know, anything I could ever imagine. Um, so I was super loose. And uh, that's why I probably why I got cast. One one positive from missing out on uh, being Jerry though is you didn't have to grab Anthony's ass in the in the pilot episode, so you know um, that's a slight positive there. <laughs> Dude, ben, ben Ben knows his stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed. Him. What can I, I say? I don't even know what he's talking. about. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what happened? Come on, Jerry. Be- you remember Jerry? Hey, give, hey, Beach, give it to us. Keep the mask on, Jerry. Keep the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some requests with some of these lines. Trust me, don't worry. I'm going to really test you out in this one, um, kind of when it, when it comes down to it. I, I mean, skip two with yourself. I mean, eventually, many, many people called Sully the narrator of the show. I mean, you ultimately got the final five minutes uh, of the finale, kind of, you know, telling everybody where it goes. Did, did you see yourself as kind of like the, the narrator of, of the show? No. <laughs> the dude that, I, that Sully was born from is right there is Ed Bonero um, because it all happened so fast I I had I I was sitting over behind the camera before every shot asking Eddie what to do you know and then and getting my mannerisms and but but Sully's whole sort of demeanor as this sort of uh, you know gruff dude not I mean not that Ed acted like that but he was just like that's you know cops are just like all business you know they're not you know, so Sully was just like no drama. He was like all business, and I was just sort of absorbing it from Ed, from Ed Benero. He was told me how to hold the which end of the gun was the part you were supposed to point at the bad people, um, <laughs> how to hit people with sticks. You know, a lot of um, really important stuff. But seri- in all seriousness, because I literally got cast on Saturday night, and and we were on the set shooting at seven a.m. on Monday morning. So I was completely reliant on Ed, and he was awesome at helping me find Sully because I, I literally found it. Like like uh, Kobe said, we were living it. We were literally living it, and uh, yeah, it was so it was that's what made it so cool. 
You know, I mean, Kobe and I, I were just, we were just, there was, there was Kobe and Skip and then that, and you know, Sully and Davis were just, there was no distance to Sully and Davis, you know, um, we were just together and it was like figuring it out, you know? Ed, did you kind of write Sully as almost like a narrator of the series by, at least by the end of the show, given why he got those sort of final moments of, of telling where everyone ended up? Um, no, I, I never really thought of it that way. All of the, the cops were me at different stages in my career. They were out like my Davis's first day was my first day where, where Skip throws his uh, uh, notebook out. Uh, so every one of them was me at different stages in my career, except for Bosco. I was never really like running from job to job wanting to shoot at people. Uh, but Yokus very much was me because Yokus had a family and kids and I had a uh, wife and kids. And so they were all me at different stages in my career. Um, I never thought of Sully as that. That's interesting, though. Uh, in yeah, some ways, is. he was kind of the, the eyes of of the show. I need to find out a little bit more about our Big Hans and Mocha Hans, um, uh, Skip and, and Kobe. <laughs> um, how, how does this come about? T- tell our listeners a little bit about this uh, little uh, off-camera uh, pairing you guys had. Why do you want me to say of that, Ben, of New Zealand? <laughs> Oh, everything good sure. down there? Are you goosing a, a jumping rule, a, a jumping kangaroo in your living room for for a change? <laughs> Do you eat I'm those things or not, or just keep them as pets in your house? <laughs> calling from only halfway around the world. Sure. Calling only from the other side of Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> sure. See, and what happened to these? Why didn't these guys have a, a cameo all of a sudden in Third Watch? We would have watched this. <laughs> I, I tried to get them interested in doing a movie. <laughs> in doing a Hans and Mocha Hans movie. And we still want to do that, Ed. It'd be awesome. There you go. We're ready. The cooking contest. Maybe the baking contest. Kobe and I gave the whole cast and crew sweatshirts that had this this emblem on them. This is how close Third Watch and Hans and Mocha were. Sure, was the word we all said. Sure, time to go. It wasn't sure. rolling lights action. We said rolling lights. Sure. <laughs> and then the crew of Third Watch were one hundred percent bastards. Every time Kobe sure. and I walked. That we would be like, "What's up, bastards? Come on, let's let's shoot some shit. Let's do it. Let's shoot the show. Let's shoot it. Let's go, go, go. Let's mark it. Let's make the scene. Let's shoot that shit. Make sure it's check that gate. Check that gate. Check that gate. Sure, every day. It was the engine that kept rolling when Kobe and I were there. Did this translate across to the firehouse? Like, Bill, Anthony, Michael, Yvonne, did you kind of get some of this going on on that side of the fence? (laughs) They they had had no choice. Anthony was peeping. You were peeping. Oh, yeah, Yeah, Mike was peeping. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think Anthony borrowed um, my thong <laughs> or something, or like short shorts for the. Did oh, you yeah. shoot something? You have those pictures. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Then we would do we would do these little like improv nights, um, and yeah, yeah. So it was Hans and Mocha, and then Anthony was pee pee, and he would come out and do his little pee pee dance. <laughs> oh, if there's photos <laughs> and footage of this, like, this like needs to be shared. Super effeminate, super effeminate Latino. Like in a in a in a cowboy hat and 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 uh, like 
It's like hot he was in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like literally raiding Ron's lingerie closet. I'm like, hey, can I wear this? She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And meanwhile, Bill, you're trying to be, you know, this serious actor being a firefighter and you're going, what are these actors doing? This isn't how it works in a firehouse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It was- I remember at some point, hey, uh, Brooke, Brooke Kennedy um, came up to me and Skip and was like, you guys, you know, it's really, it's really too much. It's too much with the Hans and Mocha. We really need you guys to kind of dial it back. And we were like, um, no. There's... Uh, there's, <laughs> there's <laughs> There's no way that that can happen. It, it just can't happen, and, and, and it's not going to happen. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it was just it would have been it would have been third watch if we hadn't had Hans and Mocha. Fantastic, fantastic, Anthony. Obviously, Carlos had a huge growth from the very first episode across to uh, the end. Uh, you know, from sort of being very uncaring, kind of you know the paramedic that ultimately doesn't really care enough about people, and by the end, obviously marrying, having a family, all that sort of stuff. What what did you find more fun to play dick carlos or loving caring carlos yeah way, way more fun way more fun but but it was all like i think that <laughs> it's you know carlos is always described to me as like a you know a character going through the looking glass right like you he's a kid and he turns into a man during the series, right? So I, I kept wanting to make him the man. Like I, I always wanted to be like, oh, look, like, like, don't make me be the, you know, dick. Don't make me be the fop. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say it. Yes, I said it. I said it. So anyway, he, he, so, he, so, he, said, he said, I don't mind all that stuff. Just don't make me the fop. And I'm like, okay, no problem. What's a fop? <laughs> I'm a cop from Chicago. What the hell do I know what a fop is? <laughs> oh my god! Fop, a fop is the guy in the Moliere play with the biggest handkerchief. Got it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So, know what a fop. who's Moliere? <laughs> yeah, out, so who's Moliere? It actually worked out perfectly because I think that, like. Carlos, more than any other character, I think, so fuck all you guys, but I think Carlos <laughs> has like, the biggest arc. I think he had a huge arc. Like, he, he, he went from one place to another place, which was a big, big arc. And, and, and I think, I, you know, I, I really appreciate the, I, I really appreciate Ed and uh, everyone involved. Like, to, to, like, they were able to, like, make that journey because it's, it's, it's not a very typical journey like you it's see really on true. on tv you know what i mean mm. like yeah, that's a good point. so Sully change yeah 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 for sure so so carlos was started one way and completely ended up in another direction and i think that was like a like over a not just a season not just you know it was like over a, a whole huge arc, so it, it was great, and, and it's great to play. It's great to play every aspect of Carlos. He's, he's a fun character. Come on. 
Well, I think the, uh, I've always said my second favourite episode definitely was um, the self-imports of being Carlos. That just is an absolutely fantastic episode, <laughs> and just everything that across too. that would look, just looks so much fun. And even also like the relationship, I think kind of Carlos and Davis both obviously were on their day, their first day of the job in the very first episode, and had all that uh, you know learning that we kind of use as the audience to kind of see that learning across the way as we're learning about these professions as well. But you two then being flatmates kind of what that led to, um, you know, I mean, obviously things like you getting ready, singing the Pina Colada song, Anthony, you had your bird, thinking, <laughs> thinking Davis was gay, like kind of having all this sort of fun, uh, you know, I remember I mean, super fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So much and fun. Eric so much fun. Eric Bogosian was the counsellor on that one. Oh, yeah, Eric Bogosian, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. How was was Bird? Was it just called Bird because that was the sake of what you called Bird on set, or was that Bird actually called Bird? <laughs> I don't remember the name of the bird. What was the name know. of the bird? I think it was literally just called Bird. I think I you didn't have a name, so did somebody asked you. I think it was um, Amy uh, character Taylor said, "What's the Bird called?" And you're just like Bird. Yeah, I think that's based off of like Carlos's kind of yeah, Carlos's inability to you know he's like the asperger's right <laughs> his inability to kind of like uh you know to care about the bird and, and, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so to care about it would be just give it to like a nice name but he just it's bird it's a bird it's a bird it's bird you know yeah so yeah that works. man i don't know about the bird but for the first time in 20 years i'm mega bummed that i didn't get cast as carlos <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because Sully's yeah, first word yeah, was crap, and my last word was crap. I had no arc. <laughs> it was like driving on one of those desert highways for six years, just straight, just, just saying crap, straight, <laughs> just saying crap, and and being pissed off all the time at everything. Yeah. And no, come on, you know what now, Hey, come on, I had don't be so hard on yourself. Right, you, you, have you married a Russian whore. <laughs> 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 you got the Tatiana art. No, Ed gave me the gift of a lifetime. God rest his soul. Um, uh, Roy Scheider, I will always be oh, the guy who got, to kill, got to kill the guy who killed the shark in Jaws. So you ultimately yeah, are the, the ultimate shark killer, then Skip, because you killed the, the, ultimate, the ultimate shark killer yeah. yourself. So killed that's the guy who was also a cop. I got to kill the cop who killed the shark in Jaws. <laughs> And I'll put that to my I got to kill Method Man in that same episode. That's right. That's wow. right. Everyone's killing everyone. Hey, Skip, did I ever tell you the story about yeah, casting him? No. About no. Um, I called him and talked to him about the character, and he said that sounds interesting. Let me call you back. So, like 15 minutes later, he called me back doing the, the voice. And Are the whole kidding? time I wanted, to, I wanted to just go. Does this mean yes? Like I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Are you, are you like practicing? Or, or... <laughs> but I'm like, finally, I'm like so. So you'll do it? He goes, of course, of course. <laughs> he was awesome. This. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm loving these connections about killing these famous people. Michael, you got to, uh, I guess, train Eve as a paramedic. So, I mean, you all got these connections to some super famous people. Do you remember sort of training up Eve as a paramedic for that one episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I remember that. Yeah, Eve. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny (laughs) that, you know, 
so many times that um, fans hit you and they and they you know they know the names of the episodes and the characters' names and stuff. And I, I'm I never knew that even when we were shooting it. But when, <laughs> when yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I love. Yeah, the idea of all these actors and all these really like top-notch people that have done this show, that have been on the show, you know, uh, it's it's just crazy when you go down the list. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, it really is. Oh my Each God. got to kill Starsky too. That's true. Oh yeah, Starsky. well they lived, didn't he? Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Baby, you got you have a good story about Starsky. No. <laughs> no. That's for another episode. <laughs> wow. I got, to lay, I, got, I got to lay on top of Anne Margaret. <laughs> yeah. What? Wow. There was a point, I think, at, in the firehouse. It was Paul Michael Glazer, me, Anthony, and Kim Raver, and we were all, and we were the only ones in some scenes, and we all graduated from BU. We all went to school. Well, we didn't oh, go to school great. at the same time as Paul, but yeah. Yeah. There we were go. there. That was really interesting. Oh, okay. Really? All right. Why don't you be you? Really? Be you. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Juilliard. Michael Beach went to Juilliard. Okay, Juilliard. <laughs> all right, Juilliard. Juilliard. <laughs> hey, you, you don't you don't see me you don't see me. You don't see me throwing my San Jose State weight around here right now. Come on, let's take <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't graduate yeah, from high right. school. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what's yeah. the mascot there of was... the Juilliard School uh, sports teams? Juilliard you know? sports teams? The Juilliard uh, sports uh, teams. What's the mascot? Team. Is the dancers? A chess team. A chess team? <laughs> was it yeah, like the Pirates? The that Juilliard was, Pirates? Okay, got it. Michael, I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, you remember the episode? How amazing was it to work with Anthony? Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, how amazing was it work to work with me? (laughs) (laughs) Who? Who's this talking? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's ask how amazing it was to work with Anthony. That guy was a pain in the ass. It's funny because we are very different the way we work. You know, I mean, Anthony's much more, um, I think, much more methodical about things. And, you know, and he's uh, he's like an actor. More bad at acting. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I. I guess I kind of just—I don't know. I—I I don't know how I work. I have no idea. But <laughs> but we are different, aren't we? Yo, Michael. Yeah, I think, I, I think no, but you know, he's all—he's super prepared all the time. And I'm really, not, not not so much. Yeah. But it was a great dynamic between Doc and Carlos as well. We talk about the development of Carlos across those seasons, but I think what made Doc and Carlos very interesting is that every single time it looked as though the pair was kind of 
getting better together in terms of their working relationship, there was always that animosity that would always, you know, be below the surface. And then we got that fantastic scene in the finale where kind of you guys ultimately show just how much you you meant to each other. I, I mean, for you two working together, I mean, that just must have made it fun that there was always that sort of simmering tension below the surface between the two of you. Yeah, look, that, that scene is probably, like, I, I, I'll remember that always cause, because you've got a situation where, you know, the, the series is, end, is, is ending. We know that. And then you bring back Beach, and then I'm in the scene with him. It's like, it's like so loaded. It's so just physically loaded that there's no way that, you, that it can't be like just real. It's just real. It's not even, you don't even have to work at it. It's just real. Super that was the first yeah. day that it felt so, like the yeah, show so. was ending, Tony. The what? That was the first day it felt like it was ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we shot exactly. that scene was the first day for me, because uh, I directed the last one, and, and that was the first day that it felt like the show was ending. Yeah, exactly. That's, you guys are talking about the scene in the, at the hospital with the glass blocks and stuff, yeah, that big yeah. one. I've got great photographs of that day. I don't know if anybody's ever seen them. I have to send them out to you guys. I took yeah, a bunch of great amazing. He took amazing photos of that day, and they're they're like we have these like oh, it's great. It's it's amazing. Just it's it's super cool. I had a wide luck camera, you know, like Jeff Bridges' camera. I had wide luck, so I took all these wide frame. It really showed the whole atmosphere. It showed Ed and the crew and and the scene that was being shot, and you know Johnny Gallagher, God rest his soul. Um, you know, they're running things. Oh, my God. Yeah, John Gallagher. Yeah, John Gallagher, man. I'd love to ask a quick question uh, maybe for, for Ed here, sort of directing, writing, and, you know, I don't know if, Michael, you even remember this bit. We'll find out. But in that final scene when you're talking about Doc's wife, you refer to Doc's wife as Linda, yet her name was Deborah for the first three or four seasons. Was there a... a... <laughs> I have to tell you, I... I... Every time I ever tried to do like a third watch trivia thing, I failed. I, I don't remember anybody's <laughs> brother's names or, or yeah, I'm terrible with that. I, I'm I'm sure I was wrong. I'm terrible with that. I didn't know well, Doc had. You know, we brought that up a few times. Then he probably had six or seven wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, but, but Doc, yeah. remember, Doc was in a Doc was in a crazy house, so he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But it's I think true. it was actually, but it was actually Carlos who said the name. So maybe Carlos was the one going crazy. Anthony, it was your fault then, clearly. <laughs> He should have been married to Morales anyway, though. Yes, yes, we That's all right. know that. I wish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a screw up that was. Oh, okay. that I really would have been married to Morales. That's what, that's what it no was. No one's going to want her. <laughs> I was just going to say about that scene that we were talking about earlier. For me, it was... It was uh, it was very cool because I'd been off the show for, you know, I guess about a year and a half. And uh, to come back and just to, yeah, it's like Anthony said, we just fell right into the scene. It wasn't, it was like nothing. It was like butter, you know, it was so, so easy and simple and cool and, and, um, but loaded, like you said, you know, it, because, not just the characters' lives, but our lives, 
together had been so, you know, so deep and so, you know, and, and to this day, I mean, you know, him and his family are, you know, they're very, very close to me. They're like family. And uh, so it was, I, I love that scene for that reason, you know, because you're, it just involves so much of our personal lives and the lives of those two characters. And one thing that I think um, we discovered in recapping all the episodes is I think with Doc, it, it really is just this slow downward path to just everything tragic seems to happen to Doc from the very first episode right through to ultimately when you end up in the, the crazy house, kind of just you lose everything Doc does. I mean, out of all the, the characters you've played over the years, Michael, I mean, was that one of the most challenging just because you just were, you were playing this guy who just gradually was losing everything until ultimately kind of the worst thing can actually happen to him? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. The, 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 I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like I shouldn't say this, but the one thing that, it, it, that when Anthony says he had this great arc as uh, Carlos, that's one thing I, don't, I didn't feel I had on that show. Uh, I, I felt like I felt like I had to be all the writing had to be that Doc was good. Everything was good. He was always that. good. And, and I know when we first when we first started, there was a there was a that year was you know some big thing about about minorities on TV and how you know they needed to be more. Um, seen in a better light, a more positive light, and I felt like a lot of that shit got put on to me, so um, I, wa- I didn't feel like I had um, the moral dilemmas that I wanted to have, you know, and, um, and so I-, I thought a lot of the things that were happening to Doc were... <laughs> you know, were so much outside stuff and not enough inside until, which is why I actually loved how I left the show, although a lot of the fans hated it. I loved it because, you know, he was he was conflicted. Mm. He was fucked up. He, he didn't know what was going on. He, he couldn't, he wasn't in control. He didn't, you know, it wasn't about always doing the right thing and, um, and that's why that's why I really loved the last few episodes, and I started getting excited again about Doc when it was time for me to leave the show. <laughs> and uh, you know, and that's that's just kind of stuff I gravitate towards. Um, I think you know, I think many actors do, but um, I don't know if that answered your question. I don't remember your question. I just started talking. I don't remember it either. Michael. It's fine. <laughs> I never remember what I asked half okay. the time on the show. <laughs> He's old. He's old. He's old. Yeah, yeah. We're all old. Um, you know. Well, I won't say my but age. But you know again. what? Though I will. I, I will. I will just say this too, though. It is the. It is in terms of the show. Uh, you know, just personally, I've I've kept the most relationships, personal relationships from from Third Watch than I have from any other job I've done in my life. Fantastic. And, and yeah, close agreed. relationships. Tertiary, you know, One, really, one hundred, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. 
That definitely makes, uh, you know, fans very happy because I know, for one, that you, you kind of... A show like this ends and, and whether you're a fan and you kind of, you know, it forms a part of your life, you always want to hope that everyone outside is still hanging out, friends, all this sort of stuff. So I, I kind of... I know that from myself personally and everyone who, you know, enjoyed this show, that that's obviously great news for everyone to hear. Is it, is it something that you all catch up on? Like, you try and... Is it just text, phone calls? Are you guys trying to catch up when you're all in the same city, things like that? Yeah, well, it's like I just like to run into all of it. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Brought Peach's over. Peach drove past our son on his 17th birthday, first day of senior year. Actually, Peach was the first one to see him in the hospital, other than me and Anthony, and then drove past him just after he totaled the car. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, we, we all, most of us see each other just randomly, casually. Yeah, and specifically, purposefully. And a few of you have obviously gotten to work together still on other shows as well. I think, Yvonne, when we had you on, you talked about being in an episode of Criminal Minds with Eddie, I think, from memory, and um, Kobe and Anthony. You were both in Burn Notice at the same time as well. So, like, you've all kind of worked together on, on multiple different shows. So that must make it a lot of fun as well. Yeah. yeah, and Beach and I got to do a bunch of episodes of the game as well, and that was so much fun, so much fun. That was a lot of fun, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Anthony yeah, worked on that other show that you did too, Kobe, right? And yeah, Burn Notice, yeah. We did yeah. a pilot, Anthony and I did a pilot for uh, Charles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Charles Murray. And then we did a project together. That's right. And yeah. we also did Diggs Booty. Diggs Booty, yeah. <laughs> we did a black exploitation satire. <laughs> Mikey. Wow, and Kobe, and Kobe, yes, and Kobe. Bill, do you get a chance to to sort of catch up with a lot of them? I mean, being sort of on the East Coast, there, do you get to see many of the the guys? Uh, I just spoke to Anthony and and uh, Yvonne the other about a month or so ago. But I, what I wanted to say is that this, I think that all of us as a show went through. Uh, 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 something very uh, personal and, and, you know, together at the same time that would pretty much bond uh, anybody, you know, with 9-11. I, I hate to bring it up, but uh, when, yeah. you know, all these guys were, were there and, and it's uh, that pretty much it, it that's going to like build something between people for a lifetime. Yeah. It, Definitely. Actually, I hate to, on I hate September... Like, like everybody kind of like stayed together. It's like, I think just going through something like that together, and we all did, um, it, that kind of like bonded us for life. No question about Absolutely. it. Yeah, somebody was just saying on, on September 11th or the day after was talking to me, they were... They're in L.A. now, but they were downtown teaching at, I think, the closest elementary school uh, to, to the towers. And she was saying that out of all the programming she saw, everything she saw, the most well-done done television was uh, those two episodes, the documentary kind of episodes Third Watch did after it. Wow. We, we talked a lot about that during those recaps, sort of, you know, going into detail a little bit about sort of shows covering it and that. And, yeah, I think kind of even 
you know, 18 years later watching those episodes. I mean, it's very, it is very hard to watch still all these years later, but it, it, I think it was very, it was handled very well in, in the best way you really could at that time. You know, it's sort of, it, and Third Watch at the end of the day too was a show which I guess it was pretty impossible to avoid it. You, you couldn't, as much as you probably in a way wanted to, you, you couldn't really just, see. and I think Ed, you and I talked a little bit about that recently about sort of, you know, the challenges involved in, in doing those episodes. Right. Right. It was hard. I mean, I, there was a, there was a t- time when I didn't really want to do the show anymore. Um, and, and the, the time just after it was actually, Billy, it was actually the fire department that got us to do it again. Cause right. uh, I, I met a couple of guys and they said, you got to do the show. It's the only show about firemen. Right. <laughs> so right. I was like, all right. So, so yeah, but I was afraid to do it again. It just sort of like, I, I didn't want to benefit from it at all. Right, you know, I had a right. guy from NBC call me on that day and say, there's only two shows that are going to benefit from this. One is JAG and the other is Third Watch. And I'm like, well, then right. I quit. Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah. Yeah, I got the same yeah. message from third res- from per- first responders, you know, because we were all um, working in one way or another to support everybody at Ground Zero. We were visiting precinct houses and, and firehouses. We were, we were de- I, I can't remember who else was there. But some of us were actually there the night of, um, uh, hand, you know, working food trucks and handing out uh, masks and all that kind of stuff right across the street from the from the pile. And um, you know, we were integrally, we were right in the midst of it. You know, it was it was family. You know, that's how that's how we were with the FDNY and NYPD and the paramedics. It was it was all family from day one, and so. You know, the way we all took it as a show um, is it happened to all of us. I mean, and, you know, and there were astonishing things like, uh, in, in that story, where, like the fact that uh, Mike Keenan, who is our NYPD tech, tech uh, advisor, he was the guy. If, am I right about this, Kobe? He's the guy who put you and Avis on the boat to leave Battery Park City and go across to Jersey yeah. City. So yeah, they're, like, Mike. they're, it was, it was they're literally being evacuated from their apartment in Battery Park City, right across the street from where the towers have come down. And they go to the shore, and the dude that's there, putting them on a boat, is Mike Keenan, who's the, in my, you know, who's the EMS, uh, um, uh, what do you, what you want to call it, um, special services guy from uh, the show. I mean, it was unbelievable, and that was just how it was. You know, we were we were all knit together, and that remained true for all of us to this day you know um it's not only people from the show actors producers writers um but also billy walsh you know uh cops firefighters paramedics um both on the job and retired that are among my best friends you know to this day it's just family i mean it was it was family it's great to hear great to hear that you all sort of have that that bond kind of you know through through this thick and thin and everything that kind of come with it. Uh, Yvonne, a question for you. My, I mean, my fiance and I just actually finished rewatching Third Watch. And I'm not going to tell you how many times I've rewatched it because you'll think I'm a loser. But she, first time she's ever seen it, she loved it. Uh, and Holly was one of her favourite characters. I mean, do you kind of wish that you had that opportunity to come in a bit earlier and kind of really flesh out a little bit more of Holly? And i also just going to say this again. Should have been a major character. Shouldn't have just been a guest star, but I'm just saying that again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, of course. I mean, it was a highlight of my life, and I knew it at the time. I remember getting up in the morning to go to work and going, you know, saying to myself, I cannot believe this is my life. I'm so lucky, so lucky. Uh, 
I love, uh, yeah, I would have liked to explore more. I really love that Ed um, allowed me to be comedic and silly and odd and really went with it. And um, Totally different from Lowy. Yeah, not like me in real life at all. Miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. Sonder. <laughs> yeah, where did um, I get the idea then, to let you be comedic? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to be comedic? <laughs> no, I was just saying, talk to you for half an hour. Well, I was going to ask, actually, uh, Yvonne, if you you or Anthony are more like, um, you know, are you more like Holly or is Anthony more like Carlos? Like when you sort of just, you know, uh, raising kids and living a, well, a life like that. Who's... adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think, I mean, I think... It's true for most actors and writers. There's a ton of elements that are are and you know similar, but either exaggerated or every facet of you know everything you do is you and just maybe manipulated and placed in a different way. So I don't know. I, I guess Anthony's probably more mature than Carlos, and definitely almost as weird as Hollywood. <laughs> but I don't believe in crystals or any of that. I was going to say you don't hand out crystals to like you know your children if they hurt themselves. No, like, oh, this. I'm not a crystal or no, not, not at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know Holly was but one I, of the I, few I, characters was, that was written after I knew the actor. I mean, everyone else on the show, the, the the characters were written before you guys played them. So Holly was one of the few that I actually knew who was going to play the character before we wrote her. Wow. There you go. So, cool. so that's how I really am, I guess. That is how I really am. <laughs> um, At least how I see you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, and then I had to do what Ed wrote for me. So then Anthony and I did end up having three children, just like in the final episode, because Thank Ed you. said so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sort of all played um, out, like in, in yeah. real life. <laughs> that's great. Um, I've got just some quick fire ones. We'll get to some listener questions because we've got some great listener questions in, but I just want to kind of throw this out there and maybe get each of you to give you your take on it. Um, and I might start, Ed, with you just in terms of favorite episode maybe that you wrote, least favorite episode. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you have a least favorite episode. I don't want to automatically... <laughs> least favorite episode I wrote? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, do you kind of have um, out of yeah. the ones that you did write that what was your favorite and I, you least know, favorite? It's fun. I mean, they're all kind of like my kids. I mean, so so I, I kind of like love every one of them for different reasons. I know that that um, After Hours I really enjoyed. Um, the one where the, the yeah. kids died and then it was all sort of the night after it happened. Um, and then the hundredth episode where we did it like a play where there was no cuts. Every every act are kind of they're probably my favorite ones to have been part of. But I love every one of them. Skip, did you have a favorite that you were sort of involved in? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I there's so many that come. It's mostly, you know, uh, you experience it. I experienced it anyway as scenes um, as opposed to episode arcs like. And the scenes that come into my mind are the scene that we shot. I think this was the first season where Kobe had accidentally shot the guy. Davis had accidentally shot the guy, you know, who was put taking his trash out. And we were, you know, standing out. I remember standing out in this sleep storm at like uh, one o'clock in the morning, um, talking to Davis and basically saying, you know, you have to find a way forward and, you have to find a way to leave this. I remember that. I remember the scene in the cafe um, with Doc where we um, 
I, I asked him, um, do you ever think of quitting? And he, he said every day, or maybe it was the other way around. I can't remember, but remember that, Michael? That scene where yeah, we I were. Think I said it to you, and you said every day. I remember right, that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind hey. of this series is like that in my memory and in my head. I don't really remember it as as episodes so much as moments, you know. And just, just a side note that the, 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 the woman that played the wife of the guy oh my that God, I yeah. accidentally shot. So when I go, to, I go to try, I try, go try to visit the guy in the hospital. Um, yeah. And his, his wife is there. That actress slapped the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that. It was that was not a fake slap. She she slapped me. I still feel it. I still feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I remember watching that. Anthony and I had like a first kissing scene, and so we made out. And then I remember watching it on when it aired, and I, all I could hear was us going. But Eddie, I, I so that he talked about the like that time the car crashed. You were that was making oh, out with him. Oh, oh, that wasn't on the show. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's not good. Oh yeah, it, it was. It was just. It was it was cool, man. It was so great. I was gonna say you all all of you got these sort of kissing and love scenes. Bill, you didn't get any. Like, what's going on there? Like, they don't trust the real life firefighters to get some on the side or something. Oh, like I this? think he kissed DK in one episode. All right. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> DK. <laughs> it was only one, and I, I didn't mean, like it. Do you? I mean. Bill, obviously, it's a, it's a bit different with your character because kind of, you know, by the not as extensive as obviously everyone else can line, but did you kind of have any scenes or that that you remember that you were kind of, you know, most fond of on your time on the show? I just have moments yeah. where I got to work with these uh, um, real actors and I learned things uh, every moment. Like, you know, working with Michael and and, and Anthony and, and Yvonne and, and Eddie... Uh, it was all just pretty much for me because it was that was my acting class. That was, you know, I, I got to work with these guys that really did it, and it it just uh, um, like opened my eyes to a to a whole new world. So every time I got the opportunity to to sit or or, or just interact with these guys, you know, all these great people, I was just ecstatic about it and. and and like I said, it was just, it was, it was a new thing for me. It was just so new. Every time it was new. So like Michael, we, I did a, I did a scene in the, uh, the ending episode of, I don't know, it was, uh, season two where Eddie shot and it's the, uh, we're both in the street and Michael's talking to the guy that, another fireman that, that was shot. This really, really handsome guy, like six two, black hair, and he's laying on the ground. And my, he went to Juilliard, and the guy on the ground is saying that he went to Columbia, and they're both like theater majors. And I'm kneeling over him, and every time they yell "cut," the the uh, makeup lady comes over and pours another gallon of blood on this guy. And I just <laughs> looking at him, saying, "Dude, I don't think you're gonna make it to the next episode." You know, you working next year. No, no, no. I, I think I'm going to get it. I said, no, it's not going to happen. So I just had great moments with these people 
all the time. And I thank you, Ed, and I thank everybody that like put up with me because I really oh, had God. no idea what I was doing. Oh my God! No, you know, it's from, great, from, though, Billy. From, from my perspective, it was always I. I thought it was always cool that we were that we had real firefighters in the house with us. And for me, it just gave us like an authenticity. Yeah, rooted in it. Yeah, like because everybody, not not like, you know, pretty much everybody in the house was a real firefighter, you know. Right. And, or I, a paramedic, I, you know. Uh, and it was just so awesome that we could just lean, turn at one of you guys and go, hey, blah, 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 blah. And you could just go, yeah, blah, 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 or no, da, da, da. And it was, and, and we knew that we had we had that authenticity know, that yeah. authenticity right there with us right and it was just it just it just felt so cool being in the firehouse so as as cool as you thought it was i know from my perspective i always thought it was cool that we got to you know to hang out with you guys that that well, was true. that was that was some of the great times for me i i loved that man that was awesome what? Plus, we saved the fortune on costumes. Saved the fortune on costumes. That's a secret. That that's why. That's why there were so many sort of uh, consulting in there. Co- Kobe, did you have a favorite episode at, at all? Um, what what was the one? Was it ten thirteen? Was that was that the one where the um, the guy was going around on the bike shooting cops? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, that might have been officer involved. Officer, yeah, involved. Maybe 10, officer involved was the one that Skip was just talking about. Oh, with the shooting that shooting yeah. the neighbor? Yeah. Officer involved, then it was 1013, yeah. You know? Okay, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. The, the memories that pop into my head are the, the ones where there's that some guy just, you know, riding through the city shooting cops, and then we had the big the big shootout in the um in the junkyard. And then I don't I don't know if that was the same episode as uh the big cop funeral that we It did. was. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that, and I, that was Chulak that directed that. And I, yeah, that one just sticks with yeah. me. Um, just really powerful. We we at the end of each season, sort of when we did the recaps, we we mentioned the top five moments of the season, and uh, that definitely made the top five of season two because there was just the scene where you look at the child of the cop who's been killed, and you sort of salute. He salutes you, and you salute him back, and you've got tears rolling down your face, and then Skip, you put your hand on on his shoulder, just like such a powerful. Moment, such a yeah, unbelievable. It was freezing ass cold in that cemetery. It was freezing ass cold. You remember that, Kobe? Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was freezing ass cold for a lot of the show. <laughs> for a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's cold. Yeah, it was. Anthony, do you have a do you have a favorite? Anthony. Anthony. Did we lose Anthony? Maybe. He ran away. We'll come back to Anthony. Lost him a long time in Minnesota. <laughs> My, Michael, and Minnesota. you mentioned the cold, and he's already he's just he's just getting you know realizing how cold it is there. Uh, Michael and Yvonne, do you guys have a favorite? I don't know. It's hard for me. I mean, it's, but I, I I don't know. For me, right off the bat, oddly, I think I love the pilot. The pilot know, was awesome, and then. Uh, I think I love the my last episode before the season ender. You know, my I love that scene that uh, Skip and I had up in the up in the uh, in the firehouse. Yeah, and uh, we brought back they brought back um, 
you know, the effects of of nine eleven. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just, yeah, I, I agree with Skip. It's kind of like scenes and mm-hmm. moments that stand out. You know, uh, in the pilot, that scene where where Anthony is trying to save the the guy, and I'm just looking at him, and I'm just, yeah. uh, just like, it, he's gone, it's gone, it's over, and he just keeps trying to. Yeah, I just those those moments pop up to me, you know. Yeah, like yeah, just I, now, I listening to way. Michael just then, I remember the snow. Remember it was snowing that night that that Michael's talking about. Yeah, we were shooting I mean, in the firehouse, and it was so, snow. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It just happened to start snowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like real snow, as if we had planned it. It was so Not it was so perfectly planned. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that was that was great. Yeah. I loved um, doing the episode with uh, Susan Day when we were doing those, when we had to go to the therapist for PTSD. They were kind of like mm-hmm. monologues. Or not monologues. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, and, and I loved the, I loved doing the episode where Carlos comes to my apartment. <laughs> um, but it, it, you know what? You know what is amazing is when I I haven't seen a lot of it, but it it really is amazing how much depth and complexity all the characters had, and how real it it feels watching it back now, especially as sort of writing has changed, or what you see on TV. Boy, it's yeah, a- yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they don't make them like they're watching anymore. They really don't. I mean, rarely, very rarely. NBC has five shows that are all. Park third watch. Exactly. <laughs> Chicago, everything, whatever they are this yeah. week. <laughs> we did it all in one show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've three different spin offs of all these different things, uh, left, yeah. right, and center. And of course, Ryan Murphy uh, has, has done his own version, hasn't he, with uh, 911, basically. It's just uh, Ryan Murphy's take on third watch in Los Angeles. When you want to know what, what cops and paramedics feel like, it's Ryan Murphy's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ed, why don't they bring back all the shows? You should bring back Third Watch. I'm just trying to get NBC Sorry, to pay me for all the shows they've got on now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. I'd love to bring back Third Watch. I, I really would. I would love to do that. That's it's. This is by far. In, in, I've been doing this like 20. Five years now, by far the thing that I miss the most is Third Watch. By far. Well, hey, Eddie, I, I'm yeah. gonna call. I'll call you, man. Cool. I'll give you a call. About that. <laughs> cool. I, think, I think we should bring it back too. It should be called Bernero Notice. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Do you have my phone number? Yeah, I got. How do you get my phone number? <laughs> Bernero Notice. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for it. Jeez, we're getting everyone on board right now. Come on, Bill, Anthony, Kobe, you you got to all commit here. Michael, you're a bit busier now, but um, you know you got killed off in Aquaman. You don't need to be there for the sequel, so it's all good. <laughs> Michael's, Michael's already got a great version of Doc Preloaded. He's like a crazy leader of a motorcycle gang. Doc, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. an old one. <laughs> Hey man, the best motorcycle gang dudes are old. <laughs> I live in upstate New York. Believe me, they're all gray. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of them, bro. I know a lot of them. Godzilla, I know you do. 
listener questions here. Um, and thanks anyone who sent these in. We got a lot. So, uh, just picking a few of, uh, some good ones out here. Uh, one of our long-term listeners, Barb, uh, Barb Brandon sent in a few and, uh, one here for you, Skip. Curious if Sully's crap catchphrase was in the script or did it originate in some other way? No, it was, it was uh, from Ed, from Ed, as I remember it, it was Ed's word and, uh, it became Sully's. Right. I used to, yeah, it's actually something I used to say all the time, especially when I was on the street. We turned a yeah. corner and I go, crap. <laughs> <laughs> crap. It was like a great word that you never heard, you know, come out of any television character's mouth. And it was like Sully's signature word because it was Ed's signature word. Fantastic. Um, she also asked one for Anthony and Yvonne. Uh, did Carlos and Holly name their child Kim? Did we name our child Kim? Yeah, no, I think... but we did name a child Levi, so yep, we no, have that... a daughter named Levi. That works. That works. But okay. not Kim. After not... Kim Raver, <laughs> I, I it could have been yeah the, the actress or the character either either. Uh, I think kind of Anthony uh, in Kim's last scene there you had with Carlos mentioning you know any chance you can name your baby Carlos and uh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of. Uh, works out well. Uh, for Brony, this one's for you, Ed. Um, what was the decision behind the theme song, Keep Hope Alive? Was this always the choice? Um, actually, I think it was John that found that song. Um, uh, when I was pretty new when the show started, so I didn't really, I wasn't in any of the pick the music episode uh, discussions. Um, I think there was a short time when when Welcome to the Jungle was potentially the 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 theme song, but then um, I can't remember exactly where this the, the dance song came from, the electronic song that they, that they use, Keep Hope Alive. Um, I can't remember exactly where it came from, but but um, I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the... There's a great moment in that t- teaser, too, when there's like a whistle sound, it's like it goes, Whoop! and it's always right on Kobe. Every time, every, there's this this kind of sound that's right on Kobe that, that I, I love that part of the teaser. Ben, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Now, you, you were in New Zealand and you were 12 years old 20 years ago? Well, I, I moved to New Zealand about 12 months ago, so I was in Australia uh, when I was 12 years old. So, yes, way back in 1999, that's where I was. Okay, so, but is that when you saw, first of all, the show? Was the show being released in Australia in the sa- at the same time as in the States? Pre- pretty much. It was kind of different Australian television because nowadays we basically get a show around about the same time as the States, but kind of... Our television season used to be from like February through to about October, so I think it premiered in February 2000, so you know a few months after. But um, it came off the back of because ER was obviously still extremely popular, so all the promotions were heavily around sort of the connections to ER, and ER was like that first um, grown-up show I was allowed to watch. So I straight away fell into third watch and just loved it more than er and yeah 20 years later i still classified as my favorite show of all time so yeah well, that's that's a, and so you, were, you were literally 12 when it started and 18 when it ended yes i was that's and amazing the thing is too which was interesting because we actually had a question asked to us by one of the listeners sort of asking why we're doing this they're like was third watch like this huge hit in australia that it wasn't in the states and i kind of had to explain that it got screwed around even more in Australia than I think it did in the States with air times. Like, I don't think we actually got the finale until like 2008, 2009 or something. Cause they just shafted it so much. But, um, I had, uh, a friend who at the time had 
broadband fast internet and I still had the crappy dial-up so I couldn't do things like download shows and all that sort of stuff. So she had um, downloaded, not that we did that illegally, shut up, don't tell on me, um, the, the finale of Third Watch so I could watch it. And of course I hadn't seen season five or season six at that point so a lot of it was lost on me but um, I just wanted to see how it ended and everything like that. So that's kind of how all that played out and I'll, I'll just go through the fact we had seven different time slots in six years here that's crazy is that right wow. Ed? yeah seven seven different in six six years. Years. they changed it twice one year oh my god wow insane and our people always showed up right our, our ratings were always consistent no matter yeah. what we were yep. same six people watched it every week no <laughs> no, no. Did you, did you... yeah and my did family was that, five though. of them <laughs> so, only, so only one of you here actually watched it the rest didn't watch it uh, that's kind of yeah well i know beach never did right do you remember watching an episode with me do you remember seeing an episode with me beat do you remember seeing an episode with me and then look at me and said hey this show's pretty good <laughs> i'm like you've never seen it we said no i've never watched one <laughs> Oh my God. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> Just, I watched it every every week. I watched it. Do you pick up much on when you're watching yeah, watch something that you you didn't see the first time? Like obviously you're not seeing maybe some of the scenes that are being filmed, but even on your own performance, do you kind of watch an episode and pick up on something a little bit extra that you you haven't through reading the script and filming everything? Well, I don't know how the other guys feel, but um, the, one of the things I learned about on-camera acting during Third Watch was that, for, and the, one of the reasons I watched it every week um, was when I was watching the show, and I would go in and out of feeling like I was watching myself and I was watching the character. I that's kind of how I taught myself how to concentrate better on set on what to concentrate on because. You know, what I was aiming at all the time was to be so in what was happening on on set that when I watched it, I didn't see myself. I know that sounds a little weird. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. But there are times when you're just, you're locked on camera in such a way and concentrating in such a way as as the character that when I watch myself, I literally don't see myself because I don't see myself acting. You know what I mean? But it's very, it, it comes and goes. You click in and out of it. Like there'll be a scene where it's really there and it's awesome. I know Beach is going to fucking tell me, no, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I'm always <laughs> locked in. Um, but, 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 and then there'll be times when, you know, I can see that I'm kind of distracted or, or wasn't, didn't, wasn't quite on it, you know, whatever. Um, we were always aiming at that, you know, obviously, but that was one of the reasons I watched it. And I, and that lesson was taught me by Stellan Skarsgård, um, now very, very famous Stellan Skarsgård, who, when I did Ronin with, um, Stellan, which was two years before we shot the pilot third watch, I had never, I never watched myself on camera. I, you know, all the little small parts I'd had and, and stuff. I never watched my shit. And Stellan said, no, 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 you're, you have to watch your work because it's the only way to make your work be better. And he's the one who told, you know, really said, don't, don't ever do that anymore. Anytime you're lucky enough to work on camera, watch your work and learn from it. 
Wow. Um, so I, 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 Maybe that's I, why my work's never gotten better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot better for watching Beach's work. I mean, watching Beach's work would make it better. Beach may be I'm a better writer. I probably sure. peaked about 30 years ago. And I, <laughs> I used to watch it, but I haven't watched it in years, decades, really. Well, but yeah, you you know, you're just, you're, you're Mike Tyson. You're Mike Beach. And and I mean, let's be honest. You hit, you hit your ceiling a long time ago, so there's really you know there's really nowhere to go. Isn't that what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lisa he definitely made me a better writer. <laughs> I still I still it's funny. He said something to me in the first season. Um, uh, there was a scene. Th- 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 there's an episode where where the ambulance uh, it crashes into a car where Anthony's driving and they crash into a car and a, a woman's baby dies. And and yeah. at the end of the episode, there's a the, the woman meets him in the hallway and asks him if the baby felt any pain. And the episode was written by a doctor, by Lance Gentile, who was an actual emergency room doctor. And he wrote this like whole page of, of dialogue about how the nervous system's not developed at that point and all this stuff. And Beach says, I'm not saying this. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? I'm not saying this. And I said, well, what are you going to, what do you want to say? And he looked at it and he, he goes, no, <laughs> I'm just going to say no. <laughs> and then he said to me, he goes, you know, Ed, a line don't have to be long to be good. And I, I actually had that written on my, I had it, I had it printed and written, hung on my computer for the rest. I still have it on my computer that a line don't have to be long to be good. Wow. <laughs> and that was my yeah. way of getting out of learning a long ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah. great advice. And, and little known story, that's the same baby that you caught that fell out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. It's Only to have the baby. <laughs> and the and the real trivia thing is that baby is Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up to be child That is wow. I thought that baby looked familiar. I really did. Um, that's yeah. That's I love these behind the scenes things. It's great. Um, Lisa Lewis, uh, question is for everyone here. Jump in if you want to answer this one. What did you each love most about your character? Man. Everyone's in deep thought here. Yeah, deep characters, man. Yeah, the complexity. Yeah, yep. um, unlike what you said, I, I liked the, the they were written with lots of depth. I thought all the characters. Yeah, they were real people. You know, yeah, they were real people. It wasn't just about. It wasn't just the job. I mean, this was really, really detailed characters that you know Ed and the rest of the writers gave us to play. So, um, and then and then with you know Chris Chulak, setting the tone and setting the bar so high, with uh, you know what he expected us to deliver. Um, yeah, yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole thing was just like, it's just, you couldn't ask for more. Yeah. I got, I got to tell you, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to say this without, um, you know, uh, tearing up, but I, the first thing that came into my head when you asked that question was that because of my relationship with, uh, because of Sally's relationship with Davis, um, you know, I, kind of got to experience what it was like to be, a, uh, to have a son. Um, because that's how, you know, he was my partner's son. 
my my dead partner's son. And so the, from the very first moment when I saw him in the plastic, I said, oh, my God, he looks exactly like him. The feeling I had about Kobe was, you know, he was my son and I had to keep getting killed, you know, because Sully had no, that was his family. You know, Davis was his family. You know, he didn't have anybody else until he married the whore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like Tatiana's getting shed all over here. This is, uh, you know, poor Savannah. <laughs> but it's true. That's really true. That's what the experience was like. You know, it's like, you know, and then what, look, from the, t- from the pilot to when we wrapped the show, I mean, everybody turned into different people. You know, everybody had, uh, there were kids starting to be born and, um, every, we we you you went from twelve to eighteen, Ben, and we went from you know you know much to <laughs> sort of old to really old. Um, Kobe went from twelve to eighteen too. He did, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I thought it I thought there was a really connection there, Kobe. Like you know, we grew up together on this show, and you know, other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, basically that pretty way. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Um, now, Liz uh, Dickman Rutherford said, I speak for myself and my friends Mary and Barbara when I say, more skip, we need to show our favourite grumpy cop some love. She would love to hear you giving a really gruff Davis uh, for us on this episode. <laughs> on Davis? There we go. <laughs> that, I think works. But see, that's not the, the gruff thing. The gruff, thing would, the gruff thing I would say would be Bosco. Because <laughs> I remember that scene where Bo- that thing where Bosco parked my uh, squad car in the alley yep. between the brick walls. Yep. You know, yep. we were messing with each other back and forth. And I I remember the feeling of that, just fucking hating Jason's gut so bad. When <laughs> you know it was time for us to react to coming back to our. To our radio and car and seeing true fact, Bosco is not here tonight because you said you didn't want to be on the same episode because you're still pissed off with him after 20 years. That's true story. Yeah, you, you refuse Bosco. to be on the same call with Jason Wiles. That's that's where he is tonight. Um, Ralph Jenkins asked a question. Uh, he loved the random singing moments, particularly um, between Sully and Davis and Bad Bad Leroy Brown and Carlos singing the Pina Colada song and wants to know if any of you would love to give us a rendition of either of those songs. Oh, if wow. you like Pina Coladas. <laughs> in the rain. In the rain. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh, if you might make in love at midnight. <laughs> I don't I know. know where Anthony went, but um, he was singing it the other day in the car for the kids. So. <laughs> I know Kobe knows Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Come on, Kobe. <laughs> Baddest man in the whole damn town. <laughs> Brilliant. Better than that old King Kong. <laughs> Mean Davis. No, I was, I, was about to, I was about to hit the harmony with you, brother. <laughs> Me. Okay, here we go. Better than old King Kong. Meaner than a junkyard. Meaner than a junkyard dog. I was there with it. There oh. you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Minus Ted has got a collaboration coming up there with Kobe Bell. It's going to be fantastic. We uh, <laughs> we want to see it happening. Um, and a, a bit of a, an interesting one here to end on. Uh, Darvell Stewart, one of our co-hosts. Hello, Darvell. Thanks for sending this in. 
uh, asks, how do you feel about certain storylines still being as relevant today as they were when the show aired, if not more so? The examples he gives here are the racial tensions from the Four Days episode and then even the likes of the sexual assault allegations that were around Carlos over the course of several seasons. And we, we talked a lot about this during those recaps because it it's scarily relevant that kind of this is still being talked about today. Ed, I might start with you kind of on that. I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting and somewhat sad that it's still kind of very relevant to this day. Well, to me, they're just people. So it doesn't surprise me. I mean, the characters are written as people, as real people. So I'm not that surprised that the same things are happening. It's just the kind of things people do. Um, I'm not that surprised that, that, that they're relevant. I think anytime you're writing a show and you, you, you try to make them as as close to people as possible, it's going to be, have resonance to, to, to the audience. Wasn't there a, uh, some sort of school shooter thing mm. that happened in the yeah. season yeah. two yeah. finale? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yep. Rodney Gillis was yeah. in. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. But, but Columbine happened during the show, though. I, oh, I remember, it? yeah, That's we right. were on set shooting when it happened. So, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely so, crazy. So, yeah, that, that's kind of where that yeah. came from. It may have happened during the pilot, when we were shooting the pilot. Was it? Columbine, really early on. It was really early I, it on. It seems to me I was standing with Brooke, and I don't remember Brooke that much on the, on the pilot. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she was there, but she was in the office a lot. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Great question there, Darbell. Uh, the, the final one I might end this one. This is, uh, this is a deep but philo- philosophical, I can't even speak properly, uh, question. Um... Delza Watt asks, what is uh, one thing you would like to go back and tell yourself 20 years ago while filming Third Watch? There's a big, deep question to end this on. Uh, That actually comes from Erica, sorry. I've read the wrong name there. I'm going to start with you, Skip. Is there something you would like to go back and tell yourself 20 years ago when you uh, were filming Third Watch? Fly to L.A., hold Eddie hostage, and don't let him leave the show so we would still be on now. <laughs> Great answer. Uh, it's all Eddie's fault. You know, he met Leanne Rhymes and bloody hell. Oh, what no, that's not what I was saying. That's not what I meant to say. By the way, Columbine happened on April 20th, 1999. So it was pilot, right, pilot. right when we were shooting. No, it was while we were shooting. I know that. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. in the middle of shooting the pack. We started yeah. on uh, yeah. April 11th or something, or April 10th. Wow. Yeah, right wow. in the middle. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, I just wouldn't have had it stop, that's all. Every time I see Mariska Hargitay on yet another <laughs> season of Special Victims Unit, I think, oh, my God, you know, I would it were true. Well, at least Kim Rabe was bad and it popped onto Grey's Anatomy, which never seems to end as well. So, you know, at least she kind of eventually got kept going with that right so you all got to roll in Grey's Anatomy perhaps <laughs> please don't go on Grey's Anatomy I hate that show I'm sorry but I just, <laughs> just oh, <don't. laughs> so many um, people out there Grey's Anatomy Ben even people on. in Nova Scotia he, he, he up here Grey's Anatomy's down there come on um, Bill what, what, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago uh, savor every moment of it because you never know when it's going to end. I just like never knew when the next time to be there. So enjoy every minute. Kobe. Um, I would say enjoy those carbs while you can still eat them, Kobe, because <laughs> one day 
One day your metabolism will retire. <laughs> <laughs> Sound advice. Boy, I happy. like that. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I don't know. Is Anthony back? Is Anthony with us still? No? We still lost Anthony. Uh, I <laughs> Avon, what have you done? Call. We're just not hearing it. Uh, right. Anthony, we believe you're there. Um, and uh, I'm glad you're giving great answers, but I don't think we can actually hear you. Uh, so we'll see if we can he hear would, him I, I'll, I'll answer for him. Go for it. I think he would have. <laughs> he probably would have said, show much more respect and love to Michael Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's what that it works. Said. Yeah, that works. Uh, Michael I, and Yvonne, uh, same question. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I made the most of it. I enjoyed every moment. I really did. I wish it lasted longer. Ed kept telling me um, when we were there. He kept saying, "Beach, gotta buy a place. Buy a place. Beach, buy a place." <laughs> It's gonna run. It's gonna run. <laughs> and, <laughs> but every year I, we never knew if we were coming back. Every never single knew. year, yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm not gonna buy a place because I just don't know. And so I would have told my, I tell myself, buy a place, buy a place. That's the end. I think. I think. Um, I bought a place in L.A., but not uh, another place in, in New LA, York. But, not a place in New York. You I wish you know. bought a place in New yeah, York. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think Anthony wished if he had directed, would have liked to have directed. I know Skip directed. Yeah, Skip. Would you think, Skip, would you think you would have wanted to jump into that sooner? Well, I was trying to jump into it sooner. And I do correct, tell me if I'm wrong, Ed, but, I, but for 9-11, I think I might have been able to direct before the fourth season. But 9-11 changed the chemistry of it because you know i had to sort of go to the you know this sort of unofficial film school um in john wells's uh company to teach myself the things that i wasn't able to get just from being an actor but um but yeah i mean i think they 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 gave me an episode to direct uh as soon as i had sort of earned the respect of the executive producers to the point where they 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 thought I could succeed because that was the very first thing that um, they said to me when I told them I I really wanted to direct and this was when we got picked up for the back nine the first season they said you got to prove yourself by doing all this other work um, and if because we if you're going to do this job we want you to succeed we don't want you to just you know sort of kind of direct we want you to you know we want it to really work so I worked really hard to make that happen. Um, and I was just glad to get the opportunity to do it those last three years. It was those awesome. were 100% Chulek's decisions. The, the directors were, 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 that was, I stayed away. I let him handle that part of it. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And I wish I had respect to Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Because his career, because he's had such a tough time, you know, since uh, Third Watch. <laughs> Since I apologize to him every time I see him. Yeah, don't don't see him in anything. I, every, I wonder what happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to him. Yeah. I don't know, but I think it was something like it kind of looked. It kind of looked like <laughs> this you know, sometimes. Uh, shines, he shines his Emmy with his hair like that. Uh, I guess I close it out by kind of just putting. I don't understand the why you don't love me anymore. I don't understand why you don't love me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the the open question to everyone here um the legacy of third watch 20 years on what what do you believe the legacy is of this show uh after it 
after it ended and the history that it has with television and audiences out there. Best cop show ever. Best, best, uh, you best know, first it, show ever. It was one of the last cop shows that it was just about co- like cops didn't have to be um, psychics. They didn't have to be, there were cops and something else. It was one of the last show where they were just actually about cops. And I think one of the legacies is almost everything on television now is some version of Third Watch, but in a smaller version of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I don't Dick know Wolf, if, uh, I don't know if, Third I mean, Watch I into five shows. History, but I, I don't know if there was um, if there were a lot of shows or any shows that combined all of the you know the paramedics, firefighters, and cops, but. Uh, I know afterward, there seemed to be a ton of shows that, you know, combined, you know, what, what they call the first responders. Uh, but prior to that, it seemed like there were only firefighter shows or cop shows or separately, you know? Yep, yep. That's why that's why Ed's waiting for all these uh, royalty checks from NBC to come through for Chicago <laughs> PD yeah. and cops and Dick, all these other Dick's not going to get off his wallet anytime soon. <laughs> it's, it's a bit that way. <laughs> Um, guys, I've got to say, this has been an absolute pleasure to be able to have you all on the line here and to reminisce of all these memories. You know, we could be here for 20 hours, but I think we've covered a great deal. I'm going to go around the room and thank each of you personally. Uh, first of all, uh, Ed, uh, what a pleasure it is. Always have you on the show, of course, and uh, we're going to get you back on, as we said, I think a couple months ago, every week, basically. You can tell us a new story every single week once uh, once you're a little bit more uh, uh, ready to, to deal with this again. So, but uh, it's always a pleasure having you on here, mate. Thanks for your time. And, and, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you do. It's continuing to keep this show alive the way you do. And it's, it's, it's very gratifying that, that you're doing what you're doing. And, and I just, like, during this thing, you realize how much I miss all the people that I did that show with. And I love all you guys very much. And, and I hope we see each other soon. It's, it's a pleasure here. to be able to do this. To be able to, to do this, you, you're you're making my inner twelve year old very happy by being here. Um, Skip, I'll, I'll go to you as well. Um, uh, obviously, a pleasure to have you on for the very first time. I'm going to say this to you and Kobe and Bill as I close this off that uh, you're very much welcome to come on here. And we can do a longer interview, talk a little bit more specifically about sort of your characters and everything along those lines, like we've done with everyone else on this uh, show as well. But Skip, uh, pleasure to have you on here, mate, and thank you very much for your time pleasure and i want to echo what eddie said ben you know thank you so much for putting this together um and uh for all that you do um to keep the the show's legacy what it is and to keep it alive and to help you know to give us this opportunity to to see and hear each other um here 20 years to the night after we uh you know started telling these stories to the world thank you very much and i love you guys I love all of you my pleasure my pleasure love kobe, you back. Same to you. Love you guys. kobe thank you and again invitation as well for you to come back on here and chat a little bit more but uh pleasure to chat with you for the very first time mate thanks for your time oh anytime anytime and this has been so much fun so many great memories just flooding through my head and yeah and, and kind of you know what ed was saying like it really means a lot to me um to be able to with someone like you who the show meant so much to um because at the end of the day you know that's why that's why we do it you know that's why that's exactly. why we make these shows is is, exactly. to, is, to, is to is to you know to entertain people like you so so um it's you know it, thank you so much i just i can't thank you enough man it means a lot 
Anthony, I don't know if Anthony's still there. Uh, you can hear us. I know you can hear us, Anthony. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I had the pleasure of chatting to you many years ago uh, on one of my other shows that I did well a long time ago, and we replayed that here on uh, the Oz Network a few years ago. So, Anthony, thank you. Yvonne, you can make sure you pass that on if he can... Re- uh, yeah, he's there. Yes, Yvonne, thank you. Yes. And <laughs> you're, thank you're, you on Anthony's behalf. Yes. <laughs> Yvonne, thank you very much again. You, Anthony, you, we... want, Anthony would want to say that he loves Michael Beach very much. <laughs> <laughs> and everything he knows he loves Michael Beach. Uh, Avad, thank you. Michael as well. I had the pleasure of chatting to you many years ago on one of my other shows as well. So uh, obviously to have you back on here and chat again is fantastic. Michael, you're, I mean, Skip mentioned about uh, Bobby going on to great things. I mean, Michael, God, you're a very busy man as well. So, uh, you know, all the best with everything that you're doing as well. You're you're doing great out there. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You're you're most Yeah, it's just so great seeing you in all these things, man. It's really... It's it's really great. And Bill as well. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, Ed. And Bill, as a uh, pleasure as well. And uh, yeah, the, the invitation for yourself as well to come back on. There's always open invitation to anyone you're bored on a Saturday night. Just uh, shoot me a message. You've got that. But uh, we thank everyone for tuning in as well. Thanks for tuning in here to this very special Third Watch 20th anniversary special here on the Oz Network. And uh, we look forward to bringing you some more great Third Watch coverage coming your way uh, in the remaining months of 2019. And I'm just going to come in and talk again because you heard me concluding that and I'm going to be back here right now to conclude it proper. What a what a fun time that was and just beyond amazing that they were all able to give their time and chat and reminisce about the good old days of Third Watch and this only reunion that uh, I believe is happening. Uh, so a uh, great honour to be able to have it on our show here on the Oz Network and uh, definitely an honour to have every single one of those people appear on this show so from the bottom of my heart, once again, Kobe, Skip, Anthony, Michael, Bill, Yvonne, and Ed, all big thank yous going to all of those ones, as well as I'm going to send us thanks to uh, Jason, Amy, and Guy as well for um, at least com- conversing with me and arranging some other things happening in the future that I just unfortunately weren't being able to part of this episode. So lots of memories being shared there, lots of fun stories, fun times, and uh, yeah, I know that uh, I personally will love that the rest of my life love being able to do that so i'm gushing still what can i say and if you're listening to this as well we have um released on the same day here as well uh, a separate episode just featuring myself and a couple of fans of third watch i thought we'd get the fan perspective obviously darvel and brandy being involved in that one uh as well as uh some other ones as well so just reminiscing about being fans of third watch what we think about it all these years later and uh, everything else in between. So uh, make sure you listen to that one as well to get the fan perspective of the 20-year anniversary of Third Watch. Lots of big anniversaries happening for television shows this year, of course. A lot of people celebrating 25 years of Friends this year. Uh, We also posted the other day about it being 25 years since ER premiered. So um, plenty of shows out there that are getting that love as you celebrate anniversaries. So good to be nostalgic every now and then and as i just mentioned at the end of the reunion there we've got plenty of third watch coverage still to come of course we're in the depths of the sixth and final season of our recap series you'll hear that uh, every wednesday between now and basically the end of the year so we will have all of those coming out then of course we'll have the season six recap followed by our series recap 
And then we will do similar to what we did with Nip Tuck. We'll release an article ranking every single episode of Third Watch. So that is also to come as well. So between now and the end of the year, still got three solid months of some good Third Watch coverage coming your way. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, a few other interviews too. Uh, very hopeful that uh, Jason will be on in the coming days, as well as Amy coming back for a bit of an appearance to celebrate 20 years. Uh, and we'll try to get, uh, as we also said in that chat as well, Kobe, Skip and Bill on for some extended interviews as well. So plenty still to come with the third watch coverage as we do get closer and closer to the end of the series at least when it comes to our recap episodes and outside of third watch just a slight little teaser for those who may be listening to our show for the very very first time uh of course mentioning that we've got all those recap episodes coming from the rest of the year we do have five and a half seasons worth of recap episodes as well going back to the very first episode we have recapped every episode until the midway point of season six as i just mentioned so if you do head to the oznetwork.net you click on the tv section you'll see the drop down menu that will come down you'll see the words third watch you'll be able to find all our previous recap episodes there and you can also find all our interviews that we have done we have done full-length interviews with the likes of Avon, with the likes of ed uh, guy norman b as well manny perez i believe is the only sort of uh, police side of things we have uh, ever had on the show before skip and kobe tonight uh, also interviews we've done in the past with amy carson kim raver as well uh, so plenty of ones there and classic interviews you would have heard me mention there that i had spoken to michael beach and anthony Rivervar a long time ago on my former show well still the current show but former show when i was still on radio i should say the brink back in australia so uh we did share those interviews to listen to just uh, so you can hear those back uh several years ago now so they're all on there but the easiest way as i said the oznetwork.net that's where all that is on there so uh if you as I said new to this show you didn't realize the extent of coverage we have done by all means, go back and listen to them. And we'd love to hear from you along the way as well. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to all of our channels on YouTube uh, as well. Also, podcasts, wherever good podcasts are downloadable, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and leave us some feedback. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. And outside of Third Watch, we do plenty of other coverage. Mondays, we have Lost episodes. We're recapping the show Lost. We have previously covered all of Nip Tuck, if you're a fan of Nip Tuck. So plenty of Nip Tuck episodes. The whole series has been covered as well as interviews with former cast members there as well and of course survivor still a very prominent part of our show it's our roots we started way back in the day survivor oz for new listeners so plenty of coverage coming from both the u.s and the australian version the u.s version starting this week so we'll be back to covering that as well and of course movie recaps as well we're doing our Terminator series starting this week. We're starting with the very first Terminator movie in the lead-up to Terminator Dark Fate. We've got Star Wars movies coming up in the lead-up to The Rise of Skywalker and other movies that we've covered all over the years. So much to get to. So many things for you to keep you occupied. Essentially an episode every single day. So if you subscribe to our feed, you will always be kept busy and hopefully find something that entertains you as much as third watch hopefully has entertained you as well so there you go but at the end of the day i would like to once more say a big thank you to every single one of the people who appeared on this show kobe skip anthony michael bill avon and ed and thank you to the listener for tuning into this today as well it was an honor to be able to bring you this exclusive third watch recap episode a reunion episode celebrating the 20th anniversary of the day the show premiered. My name has been Ben. Thanks for tuning into the Oz Network. And we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.